Good morning. How we looking? Bill Michaels show. Our condolences go out to Ben Kenny. <laughs> As the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies go down uh, really quietly into that good night last night after the Diamondbacks took a four to two lead. Now the the positive side of this is is that every team that beats the Brewers goes on. So. You know, you kind of figured the Diamondbacks were off to the World Series once they beat the Brewers, and sure enough, here we are. And the Diamondbacks are going to represent the National League in the uh, the Fall Classic. So, uh, condolences to Ben Kenny. I have not texted him yet. Uh, I, I was uh, I did want to tell him that you know, hey, the bright side is he doesn't have to hoist his mom up on his shoulders and put her up on a telephone pole on top of a "Don't Walk" sign to appease us. So. <laughs> So at least that's taken care of. On the other hand, uh, now you've got to the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. It is not a blockbuster. Um, it is not a blockbuster markets when it comes to the visibility of baseball. It is two good markets. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not you know what everybody uh, in Major League Baseball hopes for. But uh, you do see two teams that don't normally get there, so I'm excited about that. You've got good pitching staffs and two teams that battled back and on the road won two games to put themselves in the situation they're in now. So uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. So I'm 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 excited for uh, for postseason baseball starting on Friday night. Speaking of Friday night, want to remind you we are going to be a lot. We're going to be down. I don't want to say live. We're going to be down at Stenny's coming up on Friday night. They have the Halloween costume contest. We're going to be there. Uh, the, the costume contest, I think starts about like eight or nine o'clock, but we're going to get there a little bit early, but uh, come on down and enjoy it. Uh, have fun. Watch maybe the, the first game of the world series. It's going to be on the tubes. I can almost guarantee it. They always have hockey on probably some NBA will be on. There'll be uh, there'll be stuff everywhere. So come on down and enjoy yourself down at Stenny's, uh, coming up this Friday night. So uh, good to have you on board. You want to get a hold of the program? It's uh, easy. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want your voice to be heard? That's the way to do it. 877-867-1670. 1670. Find me over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. And you can also follow along and uh, tweet along with me uh, and at me uh, during Packers games as uh, a lot of the analysis happens during the game, as you've known if you follow me and you've known that for years. But uh, follow me over there. And uh, then there's uh, Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. How you doing today, Grant Bills? I'm doing good. I'm a little tired because I watched <laughs> basketball and baseball last night, and then I stayed up because I wanted to watch an episode of Yellowstone before bed. So I'm I'm running on fumes this morning, but I, I got all yeah. afternoon to figure that out. Last night was a weird night. I, I sat there and watched baseball, and then I started watching <coughs> – excuse me. I started watching the Lakers and the uh, Denver Nuggets, and I kind of turned it off. I went back to baseball. I was watching baseball. And uh, then after that, you had uh, Golden State was on. So I, I watched the Golden State game, uh, the majority of that, and I was just doing stuff around the house. I mean, stuff that I had just been putting off, little things like, oh, I want to put hang that back up. Oh, I want to put this shelf up. I want to do – I started doing stuff, and I was energized. So the next thing you know, I look at my watch, and I'm like, it's one thirty, And I'm watching SportsCenter, and I'm watching the post-game interviews and such, and I'm kind of like, wow, I, uh, I really need to go to bed. And then I laid there. I just I couldn't sleep. I just laid there and tossed and turned. And so that was my night. It was a, a weird night. So I, I too, I was, uh, I think the last I looked at the clock was about 2.37. And then I was up this morning at quarter till 7. So that's, uh, that's my, 
That's my that's my dropping. And I, I got up at quarter to seven, and I finally just I put my phone down. I went in. I showered. I, I and I went down and worked out. And I, I got a bunch of texts. I got to you know text people back and all that kind of stuff. I haven't done that yet. And I need to, but. That was just a weird morning. It's not a normal morning. And I don't know. Part of it was that I thought it's the rain. I sat, listened to the rain last night, hit the roof of the house for a while. Um, but beyond that, it was just a sleeping, lazy kind of morning, man. So there you go. I uh, I have a little bit. You mentioned the Warriors. Can I start the show with an old man complaint about the Warriors in the NBA Uh-oh, last night? Here we go. Yeah, go ahead. So it's opening night. There's only two games. This is supposed to be a celebration of the NBA. Draymond Green's out with an injury. Bradley Beal's out with an injury for the Suns. It's like, can you guys not play opening night and then take Wednesday night or Thursday night off? So I was, I was frustrated about that. Right. And then Draymond Green, who's not playing, he's got all dressed up in his fancy outfit and, and he's contributing to the TV broadcast from the bench. And I'm, This is an old man take, right. Bill, but I, if you're injured, I think, I think you should wear sweatpants and a hoodie and I don't think you should get to go on TV. I don't think you should get to be a part of things. If you're not playing, I, I hate right. that. And I love the NBA. It's my favorite league, but I hate that. And that drove me nuts last night. Yep, I, I would agree. I am. Um, it. The NBA out of all leagues is completely a player-driven league. Completely. Whereas the NFL, it's about the team. Now, there's star power, but it's about the team. It's about which team and which coach and, and more of that. The NBA, totally star power. Totally. 100%. Even baseball, to a certain extent, has become a little more gilded in that direction. But I 100% agree with you about the NBA. It is all about look at me. It's all about the fashion. It's all about all the other things that go on around the game rather than just the game. And it's to many, it's a turnoff. You know, I mean, the NBA, they're, they're, the NBA has grown in popularity uh, because they have embraced certain things over the last few years. So that I understand, and they've done a, a, an incredible job with that. Uh, I may not always agree with it, but they've done an incredible job with it. But there are certain things that just, they never will get over themselves. They just think they're the best, and they think that this is okay, and there's certain people that just don't aspire to that, and they don't get it, This, which is why the reason will always be they will always be the third-tier sport because they don't get it. And, yeah, okay. So, you know, we, we love football. We love our baseball, our national pastime, so to speak. And to a certain extent, we'll even love college football more at times. And college hoops, especially come tournament time uh, over the NBA. And the NBA just doesn't get it. So, um, let's see here. What else do we got starting off today today? I have a little uh, breaking th- th- news, if you want. Yeah, to. go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I don't know that we need to dwell on this, but 25 minutes ago, Andy Martino, who covers the Mets, the Mets have received permission to interview Craig Council, and they are expected to interview him, which I did not expect this. I I didn't. And it's funny because I did uh, Pharrell's, uh, Pharrell in the Sports Grid yesterday, and uh, Pharrell wasn't there. Uh, his uh, buddy and, and producer, Carver High, was. And he asked me about that. Does Craig Council go to New York? And I, I thought the Matt Arnold presser that we played, certain comments about Craig Council that we played back on this program, really made it seem as if they thought Craig was coming back. Um, I mean, I could have read it wrong. Maybe I wasn't looking at the facial expressions. But just the, the, the tenor of his voice, I just thought, oh, He's kind of optimistic. He's kind of thinking that if if Craig decides not to manage, then he's going to go off with his family. But if he's you know going to manage, he's going to manage in Milwaukee. And <clears throat> excuse me. And 
Now, I again, a lot of New York media pining for Craig Council. So they all believe that's going to happen. There's, you know, then again, they all believe Giannis was going there. So, um, you know, I only put so much stock in it, but you get a lot of wind swirling when it comes to the New York media and the East Coast bias and what they want versus what the reality is. So I'm kind of holding out hope that Council, you know, here's my question. What does he have to interview for? I, it's, you know, I, I mean, the only reason they're talking is to put a contract together. Think about it. He doesn't have to interview. I mean, he can go in and meet certain people, you know, hey, meet the owner, hey, meet a, a group of coaches, hey, whatever. But it, it, there's no reason to interview. I mean, it, not with David Stearns. David Stearns knows the guy. He worked side by side with him for how many years? So he's not interviewing him, but he, he's the permission to talk is, can we have permission to talk to him? Yes. And we're going to talk numbers. And that's what it's going to be. That, that's all they're doing. So I, that, uh, that news is a little disconcerting, I guess. I would hate to see Craig go to, go to New York. However, if he does, what kind of an indictment is that? on the Brewers organization. I mean, you think about it, you know, I I mean, what does that say about the Brewers? Is there something of discontent between Mark Atanasio and David Stearns and now Craig Council? Because Craig will never tell you. Craig will never, ever, ever open up that can of worms. He won't tell you. But you got to wonder. You got to wonder. Uh, but that's 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 interesting. Maybe he so wants to manage a franchise that's not cursed. Because, like, watching the Diamondbacks advance last night, I'm sitting on my couch. It's like, what do we got to do? The Diamondbacks have been right. a much worse franchise. They've existed for half the amount of time that the Brewers have. And they've been to two World Series. They've won one. We can't even get to one, Bill. So maybe Council watched last night, and he's like, screw this. I got I to right. go anywhere else. Um. Yeah, I... I, I I gotta think I gotta think that if councils leave and I said this earlier, so I'm not breaking news here, uh, but I gotta think that if council's leaving, it's probably because he's tired of the way he has to put certain shoestrings together just to be able to 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 manage a team. That they're always in on somebody, but yet they don't get them. They're always you know, the whole Juan Soto thing. Oh, it's not about the money, but get rid of Josh Hader. That, that might have been the breaking point. That might have been, if that directive, and the more you think about it, if he leaves, I would then believe, I'd go back to that move, that that directive came from Mark Antanasio to get rid of Josh Hader. Cut money. We're not going to retain him. We're not going to pay him. Cut money. Get rid of him. And in the middle of a pennant race, when everything is going in your way, uh, Craig might have battled, might, might have said, I, we can't do this. Don't, don't get rid of this guy. And Mark might have said, no, we're going to do it anyway. And that might have been the beginning of the end. I don't know. I'm speculating. There is, there is no legitimacy right now to what I'm saying. I'm just simply like, what changed? And it was right after that, David Stearns was like, I'm out. Because remember, it was – you know, the the infamous presser with Mark Antanasio standing there with that, that 
blank-eating grin on his face going, I don't know, ask David, ask David. Just completely deferring and kept saying it wasn't about the money. So basically throwing David David Stearns under the bus. That might have been the beginning of the end. So, anyway. Uh, but that's the breaking news of the day. Craig Council getting permission to, to talk to the New York Mets. And uh, they already know each other, so all they're talking about is the money, is the numbers. That's probably what they're talking about. There you have it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. And if you're going to be heading to Quick Trip, they have all kinds of specials. By the way, I know everybody knows they had a big glitch when it came to came to their uh, you know Quick Rewards uh, system, and it took them almost a week, week and a half to get fixed. But they've got it fixed. They're offering specials. There's all many, and it's not like we did quit going there because we still did. And all the points that you punched in while you were there still uh, you know apply to your your Quick Rewards card. So things are good in that direction. And uh, they've also got. Uh, they've also got uh, certain things on sale right now, like bread on sale right now. They've got uh, different, you know, specials going on, including the ability to win a brand new pickup truck compliments, uh, of a Chevy or Chevy dealers and uh, the green Bay Packers. So a lot of good stuff going on over a quick trip. Check it out. We got a, a whole lot more of the bill Michael show on this, uh, kind of a wet Wednesday. And don't forget coming up tonight, we have got, we have got the huddle. The huddle is back again tonight. Tonight we are uh, back in studio by the way, but uh, the huddle tonight, six to eight on many of these same stations. So stay tuned. Stick around. We got more of the Bill Michael show. Come- Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, there's a uh, group that came on board called One Collision. They're on County Line. And if you are uh, kind of in the Menominee Falls, Milwaukee, I don't know, anywhere from uh, Mequon all the way over to uh, to Waukesha and, uh, you know, Washington County, whatever. Uh, but One Collision, um, I was, uh, for those that don't know, I mean, I had uh, a car accident. And uh, I started talking to them, and I, they, they had no idea who I was. It was a friend, uh, a friend who suggested them. And I went over, and Jim and his staff are absolutely fantastic. And um, by the time the experience was done and my car was fixed, I was blown away uh, with how good everything was. And I asked them, I said, hey, would you – can you guys come on board? Uh, and they're, and then I find out that they're big supporters of veterans and such. And they're like, we'd love to be a part of the motorcycle ride and everything. So one collision on County line. Uh, if you're looking for a great place to go, 262-251-1700, whether it's for some kind of a collision, damage, or you just want to get uh, some restoration, the dents, dings, whatever taken out. Hell, I mean, whatever it happens to be, they did an amazing, amazing job on my car. I mean, an amazing job. And on top of it, when I took it in there, I had said to them, you know, hey, I, my car is uh, 2006, but it's, it, it was in mint conditions, beautiful. And I, but it had like a funky smell. And I think what it was, it was the carpeting. I thought it was the carpeting uh, from last year's winter with water getting on the carpet and then sitting there and not being, you know, vacuumed out. And they took a look at it and they're like, no, it was uh, a simple fix. It was the, the kind of ca- the cabin air filter. And rather than having to go through the problem of replacing everything, uh, he showed me a trick. And he said, you know, what you do is you take some Lysol 
you turn on your vents, you lift your hood, and where the uh, intake is, right there by your windshield washer, uh, your wipers, you spray some Lysol in there, and it kills all that bacteria that causes smell. And I said, this can't be that easy. And sure enough, man, my car smells like the day it rolled off the showroom floor. It's, It's fantastic. So not only did they fix the outside, but they gave me a tip to, to make it more pleasurable inside. I mean, One Collision is fantastic. It's called One Collision County Line. One Collision County Line. Call them 262-251-1700. Jim and his staff, absolutely fantastic. Right there on County Line Road, which is Highway Q in Menominee Falls. And uh, tell them we sent you because it's just great, great, great people. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670. The breaking news of the day. Uh, Craig Council has been given permission to, uh, to talk to the New York Mets. And uh, the Packers back in the practice field today. So here's my question uh, that I came into the day with. Has your win total been adjusted by the Packers' recent performances? Um, I, I'm still sitting at seven, so I, I haven't really, I haven't really done anything in regards to that. I haven't really changed my prediction. Some though, we're starting to think towards playoffs, ten wins. Others were thinking two or three. So has the recent performance of the Green Bay Packers changed your win total prediction or what your maybe realistic thoughts of win totals are? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. This is from uh, Mark. Mark says, uh, I think it would be a travesty if Craig Council left to go to the New York Mets. However, I would understand that at least there's a team willing to spend some money and actually go out and get some players and try to acquire a team rather than doing it the cheapest way that Mark A. has done it over the years. Yeah, look, let, let, me, let me talk about the money side of things, okay? The money side of things in Major League Baseball, it matters. Obviously, fans see... You know, teams going out and building these teams and these super teams and all this different stuff. And that's what we all want to be a part of. I, I get that. Okay. I, I, I too, I'm, I'm just like everybody else, man. I want to be a part of that. I want to see them be in on everybody and I want to see them go after everything. And the New York, New York Mets this past year um, spent a ton, I mean, a ton of money. The New York Mets spent $343 million, almost $70 million more than the next closest team, which happened to be the New York Yankees. So you look at the, the, the Rangers, sure, money got them there. They weren't, uh, they, they, they weren't a juggernaut throughout the season, but when you look at the Rangers, they $251 million. Philadelphia, $245 million. You know, yeah, the Dodgers were right there, $240 million. So but the, the Mets and the Yankees, nowhere to be found. The Padres, nowhere to be found. But it was the Rangers, the Phillies, the Dodgers, even the Astros, $237 million. They were the seventh highest paid team. The Braves, the 10th, $206 million this season. But you got to go down a way. Arizona was actually, Arizona spent less money on the season than the Brewers did. $119 million. So... You're looking at a payroll of 119 million in the World Series versus 251 million. A hundred and almost thirty million dollars, just over 130 million dollars more the Rangers spent to get to the exact same place. Now, maybe the Rangers win it and they say the money was worth it. But if you're the Diamondbacks and you win this thing and you've got 
the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, the Rangers, the Phillies, the Dodgers, the Astros, Angels, Blue Jays, Braves, Cubs, Giants, Red Sox, Rockies, White Sox, Twins, Cardinals, Mariners, Brewers, Tigers, all ahead of you. What does that say? Basically says if you spend the money on the right people at the right time and cultivate some of your own talent the right way, it can culminate to a World Series. It's not all about spending money. It's not all about that. However, when you talk about the teams that are in the postseason, the majority of them spent money. There was some money spent. But the oddity was the Baltimore Orioles were there, and they were the 28th highest spending, or the 28th least spending team in the league. I mean, there's only 30 teams. You've got teams that were vying for a playoff spot, like the Reds, like the Marlins, uh, the Brewers, obviously, they were there. So it's not always about the money, but, man, it sure helps, doesn't it? It sure helps. And now you've got your own conundrum right here in your backyard because you got Brandon Woodruff down for the next season. you got to figure out what you're going to do with Corbin Burns, and then you got to finish piecemealing the team together, knowing, and again, going back to, you're in the smallest media market in, in all of sports, and how much money do you really have to spend? And here we are again at the same conundrum, going into next season. And do you think at any point in time, Mark Atanasio is going to open up the purse strings to say, you know, budget be damned, let's do this to win. And you look at the Mets and the Yankees and the Padres and the Rangers and everybody else and say, there's no guarantee that you're going to win it. It's just, it helps to give you that fan-based optimism that you're going to win it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, if you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, in a few minutes, we are going to be talking with uh, Matthew Collar. He is from the Purple Insider. He's going to give us the lowdown as to what's going on up there in Minneapolis. And he also wrote a book, an interesting book on Pro Football Focus. And the numbers and the, the, the numerics and everything and the, the, all the – the sabermetrics basically behind the NFL and where that comes from, who started it, why it got started, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that upcoming when it comes to uh, to Matthew Collar giving us a shout coming up here after the bottom of the hour, talk a little uh, Vikings football and getting their side of things. And, you know, they're coming off of a big win after beating San Francisco on Monday night. Now they come into Lambeau Field and could they just stick the final nail in the coffin that would be for the Green Bay Packers at this point because the, the Packers take yet another loss. It'll be four in a row. It just, you know, things will be just heading in just a, a completely south direction. And they're already now the national narrative I was watching this morning. The national narrative is, do you stick with Jordan Love? Do you keep Jordan Love? Who's going to be under center next year for the Green Bay Packers? Would you even consider Jordan Love? And then they start showing now all the problems that Jordan Love is having. You know, yeah, here's the route running. Yeah, this is Musgrave. Yeah, this is Dobbs. Yeah, this is Christian Watson. And then they show the bad passes. This is where he was supposed to put the football, and instead he throws it in the dirt. There's another one that they show. This is where he's supposed to put the football in the back corner of the end zone. He throws it almost into the stands. Then it's two deep passes that he tries to go yard, yard, but he can't because he underthrows the ball woefully. Both of those get picked off. So there's a lot of question marks about, uh, um, about Jordan Love. And one of the things that I thought this morning was rather interesting, it's like somebody listens to the show. I it might God um I don't know who said it I I, I want to say I, I I don't I don't know who said it but I, it, it was kind of caught in my ear in the background they said they keep talking about Jordan Love's big arm and somebody said the exact same thing big arm what 
big arm. He, he underthrows balls deep downfield. And if you're not accurate, you can have as big an arm as you want. But if you can't throw it on a dime, it doesn't matter. And that's exactly what I've been saying. So it's interesting how people are kind of starting to swing to that and seeing some of these same things that I've been seeing. Now we'll wait and see and hope that the rest of the season begins to return and things begin to smooth out and guys start paying attention to detail and Matt LaFleur gets them on the same uh, kind of the back on the rails, so to speak. But there's a lot to work on, a lot to work on there. 877-867-1670. Matthew Caller is going to be giving us a shout coming up right after this. Stay tuned. We got more right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by Francis Skipper Buzz. Skipper Buzz, they are the place to go if you want to winterize your boat and get it in storage, get it wrapped, get it ready for next season and keep it nice. Or if you're looking for a new boat, a used boat, maybe a trade-in, maybe you're thinking of working uh, the best deal in the off-season, that is the place to go. Get a, hold, get a hold of our friends over there at Skipper Buzz. Skipper Buzz in Pewaukee is the one that I go to, and that is uh, our buddy Todd out there, who is the general manager. Todd, uh, Runs the whole deal, and uh, he is the guy that can make the great deals happen. So get a hold of Todd, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. That's Skipper Buds out in Pewaukee, but they are located all over the state of Wisconsin. So check them out at skipperbuds.com. Boat sales, service, and storage, that is Skipper Buds. Uh, let's do this. Joining us uh, on the hotline, Matthew Collar, and he uh, is with uh, the Purple Insider covering the Vikings side of things as they come off of that big win on Monday night. Matthew, how you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, it is a little bit of a, a short and hectic week here, and uh, I can't wait to eat some meat and cheese when I travel uh, into <laughs> Wisconsin. It's a, that is always a pleasure. Let, let's start off with the, this is the tale of two teams who have not started off the season very well, and what the Vikings just got was maybe a little bit of redemption or maybe putting the, the train back on the tracks, if you will. But talk about their season and what they've been lacking thus far. It's been weird. I mean, because last year, everybody talked about how lucky they were. And uh, some of that was right. And some of that was wrong. And then, you know, they come into this year and the whole, every analyst I listened to all off season said, Oh, their luck won't last. And I kind of rolled my eyes. Like, I don't know. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty solid team, I think. And of course they fumbled more times than any team in the first like four weeks. Like, okay, I guess uh, the football gods came for them and made them pay for last year because, you know, they had a chance to win uh, a game against the Los Angeles Chargers. The ball bounces out of TJ Hawkinson's hands. It gets intercepted in the end zone. And, you know, they're in Philadelphia and they, they fumble. The Eagles fumble, but, you know, the Vikings don't recover it. And it's kind of, you know, difference-making plays and things like that. And that's not to excuse the weaknesses of the team. It's just that we wouldn't have expected them to lose some of these games the way that they played on a play-to-play basis. But these kind of random things kept happening. And then, you know, they play the 49ers and they played similarly to some of their better games earlier this year, except for the 49ers through the two interceptions. The 49ers fumbled the ball uh, that the Vikings were able to pick up and then turn immediately into a touchdown. And I think that 
you know, a, a team that kind of has to live on the razor's edge and, and ride the ups and downs and roller coasters of luck is probably an average team. And I think that that's what's come out in the wash is that they've got their strengths, their passing game clearly, their offensive tackles have been spectacular. Um, on the defensive side, Brian Flores has really maximized everything they have, but they still have a quarterback who has his good days and bad days. And they have a defense that has one pass rusher, and then they have to manufacture the rest. And, and I think that on they are very much in any given Sunday where they almost lost to Tyson Bajan and then came out and beat the 49ers. And like, yeah, that sounds about right. So if you ask me, like, could they win? Sure. Could they lose? Sure. Like, that's kind of who this team is. The, uh, the the quarterback position of Kirk Cousins, so much speculation about somebody should trade for him. Would he go someplace else? He kind of put all that to bed, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that, that was uh, back in minicamp. He said, basically, like, I'm not talking about this anymore, and we'll address it next offseason and so forth. And I've always really, really respected Kirk Cousins' ability to have horse blinders. Um, you have uh, you used to have a quarterback in Green Bay who would uh, know what everybody was saying about him at all times. Um, we don't have that. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, makes a strong effort to drown out everything from the outside and kind of put those horse blinders on. And it can be the worst game he's played, and ESPN's ripping him up and down, and he'll come out the next week and, and play the same football or play well. Uh, he can be in trade rumors. He can have contract issues. He can have whatever. And he is the same exact Kirk Cousins. It's really remarkable. And he's not a guy that ever wants to talk about it. I mean, even with his, uh, when we asked him about trade rumors and things like that, he w gave us a whole uh, dissertation about how he intentionally avoids um, reading media, like removing apps from his phone. And he even tried a flip phone at one point, but he didn't really like it very much, like all that sort of stuff. So it hasn't uh, it hasn't impacted how he's played. He's been the exact same Kirk Cousins, and I, I think he's probably had one of the better starts to his season. At the same time, like that lingers over the entire organization that the quarterback uh, is a lame duck at this moment, and that decision is kind of a week to week where we're constantly evaluating. All right, are they going to make a change at quarterback? If they lost X number of games, would they try to trade him to the Jets or whatever? Um, so for us, that's a lot to discuss, but for him. Uh, it hasn't changed a thing. What is the loss of Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook meant to that team? You know, uh, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, Dalvin Cook last year struggled uh, more than I'd ever seen him before struggle. And I think you've seen him with the Jets where it, it just isn't there anymore. And you know how this goes with running backs, where right. all of a sudden you, they can go from being the best running back on the planet to – hey, why is this guy's burst gone? And so last year, I think they manufactured a lot of yards for him, and he had a couple of big plays that made it look like his fantasy stats were a little better than he was. And, uh, you know, the, their running game hasn't been great. It's been very in, inconsistent would be a nice compliment. That'd be a Midwest compliment for me. It's, not, it's been bad. And I, I think we're going to see a lot more Cam Akers as we go forward here because uh, he's got a little more burst than Alexander Madison, but it's basically been the same rushing attack as it was last year, pretty much ineffective, not anything that a defense is going to be scared of. And with Adam Thielen, um, if Jordan Addison wasn't great, I would tell you they missed him a lot, but Jordan Addison from day one of training camp, the first time he put on pads and started roasting NFL corners, and making toe tap catches at camp, we were like, how did the Vikings do this again? <laughs> they, they just, Every every time that you know they lose a great wide receiver and then they grab another one, it's, it's unbelievable 
So Addison, I think, has been an upgrade because he can, you know, he can go deep and he can make deep plays, which I think Adam Thielen was pretty much done doing in his career. So I think the offense is actually a shade more dangerous. Of course, that's when Justin Jefferson is in. There are still limitations, but being able to replace Jefferson with Addison, you saw it the other night. Um, what, a, what a luxury this team has that very few teams have. Packers have lost four of their last five. They have not been able to get over 20 points uh, in the last four contests. So, I mean, things just not uh, heading in the right direction. Are you surprised by how bad this Packers offense has been? I really didn't know what to expect. And I imagine you guys were in the same position. Like, how weird do you feel not having, like, an right. all-time great quarterback? I mean, this was, you know, it used to be for, for the whole time I covered the Vikings, it was always going down to Lambeau to watch Aaron Rodgers play, except for, you know, maybe the one time he was hurt in 2017. And it was these great battles, you know, between Mike Zimmer and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I, I love that just from a being a football enjoyer. And I came into this season having no idea what to expect from Jordan Love. And I've seen some really, really nice things from him this year. But I've also seen some things that made me go, is that Jameis Winston with some of the interceptions? And I can't tell, and maybe this is the hardest thing to figure out in football, if some of that is fixable or he'll correct it or just stop heaving the ball at the end of games into interceptions. Or if it's like a guy that has an issue with turning the ball over, I, I really don't know. And I, I think what's really surprised me too is that the running game doesn't look scary. And for many years with, with Aaron Jones back there and, and even A.J. Dillon kind of plowing people, the running game was always a problem, uh, you know, to go up against. So, yeah, I, I am, I guess, a little bit surprised, but I really had no idea what to expect. And I think this is going to be a huge test for Jordan Love as he faces Brian Flores who really messed with Brock Purdy the other night and has messed with a lot of young quarterbacks so far. Justin Fields looked terrible against uh, the Vikings defense, Bryce Young. And I, I would give a lot of credit to the blitzing and the changes in uh, coverages and things like that from Brian Flores. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Jordan Love. Let me ask you this. How long does it take you to look at somebody and go, yeah, they got it, or no, they don't? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean – if I get to stand at the sideline in training camp uh, for a whole camp, I can usually have a pretty good opinion of where that thing is going if the guy's going to be really good. Um, but I've also seen so many players develop, and also, you know, with this, a player like Jordan Love, circumstances matter, right? Like, this isn't the David Bakhtiari shutting down everybody at left tackle offensive line that we've seen in the past. Uh, it's a guy who's made only a couple of starts, but because he's been a backup, I think our expectations are really high um, for him because he is doing that whole thing where, you know, he's had time to develop. But I, gosh, yeah, I think it's the hardest thing in all of sports is to figure out whether a quarterback is good unless the guy is Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And right away, they just come in and destroy people because we've seen so many quarterbacks, like when you first watched Jalen Hurts, were you like, oh, yeah, superstar, that guy's going to the Super Bowl? I didn't think that. And then that's, you know, look at that team, look at that offensive line, look at his development. Um, but I think it's a very hard thing for the organization to decide how long do we give this uh, because you have to decide are you going to pay him? And what you don't want to do is make the Daniel Jones mistake. You don't want to get fooled, give the guy $40 million, and then realize the next year, oh, wait, he's actually not any good. Um, and we've seen a few teams kind of go through that. So I, I think it's a really tough thing. I would want a much bigger sample size before I decided on Jordan Love. 
Yeah, I I mean, I started doing this back in 92, 93, and that was David Klingler in Cincinnati, followed by, uh, I, it was, uh, God, it was Jeff Blake, and then Neil O'Donnell, and then Achilles Smith. And I've seen a lot of quarterbacks that had it, that they thought they had it, and they come in, and after about six, seven games, you're like, this guy doesn't got it. At least Jeff Blake <laughs> could throw a deep ball, but that was about all he did. I just look at this and I say I, his accuracy is not great downfield. He underthrows deep wide receivers. Their teams are daring him to throw over the middle at this point, and it's not getting any better. I understand that some of the wide receivers are rounding off routes and not paying attention to detail because they're just trying to get to the right spot at the right time at this point. Understand all of that. I just don't see anything there that's dynamic. The first two games of the season where everybody got juiced up, to me, kind of an apparition because teams were waiting to find out what he could and couldn't do. And now that there's a book out, people are going, okay, now we know how to defend this cat. And I think that's what we're seeing. So uh, that's why I think come, you know, by the time this team faces Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions in Detroit, I, I think we're going to know whether or not Jordan Love is actually the guy or not. And that all this angst that's gone on in this organization over the last three, four years because of that pick was warranted or now it's just a complete bust at that point. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that the way you're seeing it is the way that I'm seeing it, uh, especially when it comes to the turnover type plays where you just go, uh, what happened there? Like the decision-making, because that was an issue in college. And I remember with Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold, when they threw a bunch of interceptions and got sacked a lot and things like that in college, everyone, you know, apologized for them. Oh, no, 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 no. He won't do it in the NFL. It's because of the coach. It's because of the teammates. It's because of X, Y, Z. Like, nah, a lot of times if you're kind of that guy, then you are kind of that guy. Um, I think that, though, we also kind of can overreact to just a couple games, right, especially when it looks as bad as it did, uh, you know, the other day against Denver. That's a pretty tough loss to take. And the way that it ended was, you know, it was not good. Um, but, you know, supporting casts means so much to this league uh, with most of quarterbacks, like what, like 80% of quarterbacks supporting cast is a huge deal. And even it started to affect Rogers at, at some points in his career. But I mean, you do have to, and I'm not saying that love will ever be Rogers. There's only a, you know, 12 Aaron Rodgers level quarterbacks in history, but the, the Packers also drafted Brian Brom once upon a time because they weren't sure if Aaron Rodgers was the guy, right? And I remember Todd McShay, this clip's been shared a billion times, talking about how, like, oh, well, they found their future guy in Brian Brom because Aaron Rodgers ain't it. So, we, yeah, I mean, I think, though, if you're the Packers and you're approaching the, the future in the next draft, you have to keep your eyes open for everything. I mean, look, San Francisco drafted another quarterback just at random at the end of the draft and Brock Purdy, and now he's their starter. And even though the Vikings just beat them, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, this is why you have to take a lot of swings at that position because the evaluation is so difficult. Heck, Kirk Cousins is 35 years old, and we still argue over whether he's actually good or not. I saw on TV that was what they were saying today. That's how hard it is to figure out that position, right? So I'd want to see a whole season at least at least a whole season of Jordan Love. And what I tend to look for is, does he, does he look like he's in command, you know, by the end? Because I, I watched Justin Fields the other uh, week, and I was like, no, 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 this, this can't happen. It's like the guy is not in command of his offense. After three years, he still doesn't understand what he's supposed to do. I want to see Jordan Love get a little more experience before I'm sure. But I guess that's, that, that's hedging on my part, though. Matthew, always great to talk to you. We'll see you in the press box coming on Sunday, okay? Sounds great. Thanks for having me.
Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you later. Matthew Collar, he is uh, covers the Purple Insider and covers the Vikings. Also has written the book uh, kind of talking about the in-depth analysis and how it's operated when it comes to pro football focus. You can find him at Matthew Collar, C-O-L-L-E-R, C-O-L-L-E-R, and uh, good to get him on. He's good stuff. Good stuff there. 877-867-1670, If you are looking for a home, maybe uh, you're talking about the ultimate uh, Christmas gift at this point, maybe buying yourself a new home or maybe moving or selling yours, no better guy. No better guy out there than our buddy Mikey Whitcomb, and uh, he is with Exit Realty. But Mikey uh, covers – he's in based in Menominee Falls, but it is Washington County, Ozaki County, Walworth, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha. Um, all the way down to uh, Jefferson County. I mean, all, th- that whole county area, that everything around Milwaukee, he's got, and uh, even further beyond. But get a hold of him. He's t- two things. One, he's a biker. That's why I love the guy. But he's also an unbelievably straight shooter. Uh, sometimes brutally honest, but that's what you want when you're talking about your biggest purchase ever. 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. Again, 414-243-1976. That's Mikey Whitcomb, Exit Realty. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023. Welcome back. A reminder, coming up on Friday night, Grant Bills and I are going to be down at Stenny's, second national Walker's Point. It's a Stenny's annual Halloween costume contest. It's Friday night, Friday night, not Saturday. It's Friday night, and we're going to be down there judging. They've got all kinds of cash and prizes and stuff to give it away, but it's just a good time. We're going to be down there hanging out, watching everything from college football to game one of the World Series. So stop by Stenny's, second national in Walker's Point, and as they say, you should be here. The breaking news of the day right now, the Brewers have given the permission uh, the, to the New York Mets to uh, speak with Craig Council about their open managerial position. So uh, we'll wait and see how that turns out. Uh, but a lot of speculation, some of it on my part, uh, as to uh, what's going on behind closed doors. But until you hear for certain, uh, you just kind of speculate right now. Um, but maybe, maybe we'll see if we can't get a guy like Todd Rosiak or somebody on the air with us and maybe grab Todd and for a couple minutes and just say, hey, what what, what what, up? What went on down there? And remember, they've got a lot of decisions to make anyway in the offseason. 
uh, about everything from, you know, Corbin Burns and some of the guys that uh, are coming up for arbitration and such. So they got a lot going on over there. But uh, that's uh, that's the news is that the New York Mets have been given permission to speak with Craig Council about the open managerial position. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Mark says, uh, you changed your shirt. Why? Um, I'll tell you something really honest here. I had a ratty shirt on. I woke up this morning and I had this ratty T-shirt on. Uh, it's it's kind of like everybody's got one. You just kick around the house in it. You just, you know, you throw it on. It's comfortable. Sometimes it's when you're clean out of the shower. Sometimes it's when you're dirty. It's just, it's just a big old oversized baggy ratty t-shirt. Uh, this morning, I had done a few things around the house. I told you I got up a little bit late today. And I was running around the house. And I went about 40 minutes before we went on the air. I went to take that shirt off to put another shirt on. And I, all I did was go to take my shirt off and my back locked up. I didn't think I was going to be able to do the show today. Um, and my back locked up. And that hasn't happened to me, God, in 10, 15 years. It, it just spasmed. I think part of it is is because I'm lifting again. But yesterday also, I think uh, I had to put uh, – I filled up my so- uh, water uh, softener tank. And I just awkwardly – we all do it. We do something stupid. We think we can do something, and we shouldn't do it that way. But I went to grab one of those 40-pound bags of softener salt, and I kind of pulled it funny, and I felt my back kind of tweak. And so it must have been residual from that. And then I lifted last night downstairs. And then next thing you know, today I went to take my shirt off. And it was like, oh, so finally it started to loosen up. So I was able to change shirts because the shirt I was wearing was nasty. So there you go. That's the reason I did it. (laughs) Thank you for being observant, though. That's one of the uh, one of the downfalls of actually doing something on both over the air and then on the TV side on YouTube and such. People see you. All right, we got one hour. That was a fast hour. Fast hour. Stay tuned. We got three more yet to go. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show right after this.